Well, can I just say, like, so uh, I guess we can begin the show with Matt Hardy is back and he is broke, more broken than ever. And uh, that's um, he's woken. Yeah. All of us are happy. One person's not happy, and that's my girlfriend. Because last night we we may have been having like some loving times, and then I got like three texts in a row from Blake, and I was like, "No, it must be happening. It's probably happening." Okay, I gotta go. I have to leave. And she's like, "Please no," and I'm like, "No, no, no. You don't understand. I have to go watch this." And she's like, oh, "Okay." So if you guys are ever curious how much I love Matt Hardy, I left sex for Matt Hardy. I was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. He's back. Um. So it is confirmed Matt Hardy is better than sex. Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, as always, Scotty Moore, joined by my tag team, partner in crime. He is the plattest man on the planet. It is he, the B, a Blake Tanner. Hey, buddy, how you doing, Scotty Moore, the host of the show? I'm Blake Tanner. I don't have my vape tonight, and I'm suffering oh, no. from nicotine withdrawal, so fuck, fuck everything. How you doing? That was the best. Well, firstly, I like you introduced me a second time. You were like, hey, what's up? Also, Scotty is still here. Well, hey, guys. Um, Scotty also, the Dylan is here as well, the Lord of the Smarks. Also, hey, our other co-host, Dylan, how are you tonight, I'm feeling Dylan? a little second fiddle. You, 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 like, apparently you lost your manners along with your vape. This is, this is unacceptable. <laughs> I just want Blake to be the host now. He's just like, hey guys, welcome to Fight Boys. <laughs> it's like if somebody was doing it hungover. Like, that's what it really reminds me of. There's... At this point, my current state of life is constantly hungover. Well, he's in a two—he's in a two-day uh, vape hangover. He's been on a vape like a three-year vape bender. To be, to be and so fair, now this is his recovery. Taking, a, taking like this full week w is actually probably going to be really good for you. It's going to feel terrible, but now like you can just like go to the low oh, setting. Yeah. You can make it last longer. Yeah. Uh, which is the explanation I had to give my girlfriend last night. No, 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 it's okay. I'm gonna go with Matt. No. It will last longer. It's fine. Um, yeah, well, can I just say, like, uh, it's really weird actually, watching here, here, I, them I, try to... I need to, I need to inter interrupt you. Tell me that you did the voice later whenever you were having sexy times after. Wonderful! <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah! Yeah. Ah, yes, 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 wonderful! <laughs> She's like, why see, are you EC3 calling me put out a... I'm like, shut up, that's why. EC3 um, put out a tweet wherever he had done, like, fantasy booking months before and had listed out all the things, and, like, one of them was who wins in the accent category, Bray with his southern accent, or Matt, Matt Hardy with the I don't even fucking know. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 <laughs> accent just... is like uh, that accent is like Brad Pitt's in Inglorious Bastards. You just like it. I don't know if that's real. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, it's weird for me to watch it now. Like, it's obviously something we've all wanted for a very long time. Is uh, good old Ma Matthew Hardy to become woken in the WWE? It's just really weird seeing it blended with normal WWE stuff. Because in TNA, like, the commentary team was just like, all right, fuck it, he's doing his thing right now. 
Whereas WWE, they're like, well, we actually have to make this part of the story. What's going on with Matt Hardy? Meanwhile, the entire audience is like, we know what's going on with Matt Hardy. Meanwhile, the whole audience is going delete about like most. Of, anytime he showed up on screen, they popped. Like if you wa- rewatch the yeah. video back, oh, like it'll yeah. cut to Bray, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's actually pretty good." And then he'll show up, yeah, and like they'll be like, "Ah." I do like how they uh, they went with the Wogan, yeah. and, and it's just like I am the I am the vessel for this thing that is taken over yeah. to fight Bray Wyatt. And I'm just like, okay, that that that's a lot better than hey, I got the kicked out of me by my the sh- you know the shit kicked out of me by my own brother and like it's just destroyed me yeah i mean that's a good it's a good reason i mean that's kind of what the character here's the problem i'm having and not it's not even a real problem it's just like bray is so good of an actor that you when he comes on screen you're like that is him it is him that there's no character there. It's he is a crazy swamp man who wants to kill people. Whereas Matt, there is like this is getting into like acting theory. There's like a bit of like a distance between actual Matt Hardy and his character, where it's really weird watching those two. Oh, it's it. You mean it's the guy method acted versus the guy guy like literally eating the scenery. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's like it's like watching uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray always kind of like has a distance between him and himself and the character. That way, he can kind of wink and nod to the audience, like we all know this is kind of crazy, right? And that's really what Matt Hardy's character is: is him taking the piss out of a Bray Wyatt-like character <laughs> and just being like, "Hey, guys, we can all agree this is some funny ass shit." And then, then meanwhile, then meanwhile, Br- Bray Wyatt is pulling a Heath Ledger Joker. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, since you went with your first comparison, more like Dan Aykroyd. Uh, have you ever seen some of Dan Aykroyd's like more like completely method parts? Like he he gets some. He... Oh yeah, like him and Tommy Boy. I heard he locked himself in a basement mm-hmm. for three months to prepare for his role in Tommy Boy. It was insane. Yeah. It was so his... good. God, in the horrible, horrible movie, nothing but trouble. Yeah. If you ever, if you haven't ever watched it, I would, I would suggest that. It's nothing but uh, nothing to do with wrestling, though. Just like, just watch it because of how bad of a movie so, it is. Yeah. Um, no, it it is very interesting to see that they've they've done this. I am sad that this means that Bray Wyatt will once again lose. Um, which yeah, if you listen to yeah, uh, speaking of people that lose, if if you uh, listen to Edge and Christians. Was it Pod of Awesomeness where they interviewed Dolph Ziggler and Dolph Ziggler was like, "Yeah, I'm like the gatekeeper now for mm-hmm. all these NXT people," which would be cool if I ever won. <laughs> and that's how it feels with oh, Bray yeah. Wyatt. Bray yeah. Wyatt's like oh. he made some Bray good Wyatt's points. Like, oh, there's somebody like supernatural or like kind of weird. Oh, we'll throw him with a few with Bray Wyatt. Why? You, I know where this is going. Which, yeah, because the point of being a gatekeeper is you need to look like. A gatekeeper that always loses is kind of powerless, like in a storytelling because sense, because everybody you're not knows a they always anymore. lose. You're, Even the kids. You're the doormat. You're no longer the gatekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I'd say the best thing WWE has as a gatekeeper is probably Jericho, because like Jericho does lose a bit, but like there's still the holy shit, that's Chris Jericho thing. Whereas Ziggler has been oh, yeah. beaten down into a doormat for so long that it's like, holy shit. They still let you wrestle? Uh-huh. 
<laughs> Chris, um, that DDP yoga really does work. <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of, uh, fuck it, Kevin Owens. Uh, so K- Kevin Owens is Twitter. <laughs> That's a wonderful transition, buddy. I have to give you props. How, how many how many years you've been doing podcasts now? Fifty two. I'm an expert. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I said podcast, not how many dicks have you sucked. Come on, pay attention. <laughs> One of my okay, fuck you. Uh, one of my favorite transitions I've ever heard was, "Hey, segways are a thing." Anyways, Kevin Owens, <laughs> his uh, his Twitter account that gave me some whiplash this week, cause like I saw someone put on someone's account like, "Oh man, I bet you're disappointed about Kevin Owens," and think we're like, "What? That he and Sami Zayn are bad? I don't what?" And then they were like, "Look on Twitter," and I went, "Oh no, oh no, oh no!" Went to Twitter. A shit ton of people just like, Kevin Owens cheated on his wife. Kevin Owens is a piece of garbage. I hate Kevin Owens. Within five seconds, I hit refresh on the, like, what's trending about Kevin Owens, and it immediately changed to, Kevin Owens' wife has been hacked. Kevin Owens is a good man. Kevin Owens is a family man. How dare you? Don't you fuck with that man. He has a family, damn it. Kevin Owens no longer uses Instagram because he hates all of you. Yeah, you ruined a good thing for all of us so that. Yeah, it it was just so weird because it was a thing of me being like, I try to firmly always be the person who is just like, well, I, I want to make sure that the person who is being, who, who the accuser is feels respected in their accusation and not like they sound crazy. So I do want to hold, you know, what she's saying with some weight. But also, that's Kevin Owens. Not since, like, Ricky Steamboat has there been this big of a family man in WWE where you're like, that man is a family man. He turned being a family man into a heel thing. Yeah, which is amazing. Um, I think it happened so quickly for me that, like, by the time that I read the first post on Reddit and refreshed and looked into the comments... It had already gotten, like, a header that said, wait, she's been hacked. Yeah. And it was such... Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Oh, I, okay. Oh, all right, then. Uh, oh, carry on. Nothing to see here. <laughs> no, I guess nothing's wrong, guys. It's fine. All right. Have a good Monday. Yeah. <laughs> have a good one, Greg. Go on. Uh, okay. Good night, guys. I guess I'll have to pack the Twitter up again. Guys, we have to throw away Instagram. The whole Instagram, it's been ruined. Yeah, uh, it utterly sucks that he's had to, like, delete all of his shit because of he's that, though. Like, I, I, also, I also would like to point out, though, that while he was saying all these terrible things, his picture on Twitter was still, like, his joke picture where somebody took a picture of him at a live event. It looks like he's making an O face <laughs> at the crowd. Oh, it, was the, it was very, like, I was like, oh, no, that's not good, Kevin. That shouldn't be your picture during this. No, I think somebody pointed it out earlier today, like, the same guy that, um, Kevin, like, went to his wedding, uh, stuff the other, or, you know, a couple weeks ago, um, he posted, you know, just a few weeks ago, I posted something on the internet, and Kevin Owens just fucking came down and did this, and that was, you know, one of the best things that the internet has ever done with me, and now you get to see the other side of the internet, because the rest of those people are just utter shit stains that were probably better off being uh, left on their gri- or in their parents' bedsheets. Right. Anyway. It, anyways, damn, Blake, that vape is getting <laughs> to you. The lack of vape has made Blake an angry boy. 
I'm a little bit agitated, but I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it kind of to a low, lower energy level. But I'm still really pissed off at everything right now. I love you guys. <laughs> so last week we were talking about heel Mojo Raleigh, which uh, yeah. I guess we got our first taste of this week. But I'm upset because it did it. One of the first things they did in his promo was to defeat the idea that I loved, which was that we would have a heel Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> and yeah, in like the first, firstly, I hate the fact that they're making Mojo be what every heel is when they like mm -hmm. first turn heel, which is, I'm going to talk really soft into a microphone like this. Come on, seriously? And I'm like, no, Mojo needs to still be Mojo. And just keep mojoing all over the fucking place and annoy mm -hmm. the piss out of everybody. That's what mojo needs to be. But I love... Yeah, he's one of those gimmicks where, like, you don't have to change jack shit about the gimmick. He just does heal things now. He Total heal. You don't need to change anything about that gimmick. That man will be mm -hmm. annoying all on his own. <laughs> I just love in the first part of his promo he's just like everybody's upset with me with what I did last week even my boy Gronk Gronk got mad at me and I'm like fucking did he just bring up Gronk randomly and then what did Gronk do like, Gronk got suspended for one game for pulling an elbow drop in the NFL <laughs> <laughs> oh I didn't I think, know about that but I now love yeah. it <laughs> like you need to understand, he is serving a one-game suspension because, like, like he got pushed out of the way by a defensive, like, like free safety who intercepted the pass. Yeah. Then he got, like, touched by somebody else, and he just ran up and just, like, boom! Like, just laid an elbow down like he was goddamn Macho Man. And... Let me tell you something. He just saw red. Like, brother, I, like brother. I feel like reading into that. That's what, like that's what Mojo was talking about. He was like, and Gronk was mad at me. He was he was mad at me that I didn't go drop the elbow to to, to prove yeah. that things were over. Like, uh, he was mad I taught him the elbow drop, which su subsequently got him suspended. In retrospect, probably not the best decision either of us made. Yeah. Speaking of heel turns, though, um, the the heel turn that I think that I'm happy to be seeing is uh, one Jason W. Jordan. What's the W stand for? Um, just made it. Well, I was gonna say I didn't think I didn't think Jason Jordan ever got a W. Jason but okay. Wellington Jordan. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but you, um, you fed that his... one to me. I'm <laughs> just saying. Yep, I didn't even know what I was doing, but it was good stuff. I, um, I actually haven't been keeping up with good old Jason Jordan, because he's Jason he's, Jordan. Well, he's become, like, a, a very, like, whiny little spoiled kid. Yeah. Um, spoiled rich kid trying to suck up to daddy to get all his good stuff, which is what he's been doing. He's just not a face in doing it anymore, basically. Oh, okay. So nothing's really changed. Which is much better. No, but people, but him getting beat up is now something that you're supposed to like. I mean, I liked it before. So I'm much happier so, with it. Yeah, we all like yeah. that. Can you before. be more specific? I feel like directions unclear. Uh, stuck dick and fan. You know. Just... Yeah. Let Let me put it this way: Roman beating him up is getting Roman more cheers. I mean. Well, we figured out how to way way to make him be a babyface. <laughs> Have him beat up Jason yep. Jordan every single week. Every week. Uh, in other news, Randy Orton's teaming up with Shinsuke Nakamura. I think the last time they teamed up, 
Randy dropped Shinsuke with an RKO, so that's going to be an interesting team up. Um, mm -hmm. Versus Owens and Zayn, and I just don't... I feel bad for Owens and Zayn, man. Isn't, isn't Shane like, the special guest referee in that match? Yeah. They were just like... Apparently, and if uh, Owens and Zayn lose, they will be fired from the company, which I don't like. I wish the stipulation was they would be fired from SmackDown, because then you're just like... Have them show up on Raw. It's fine. Like, but at this point, though, I don't think like there's there's so little room for anybody to like switch from SmackDown to Raw and go into anything meaningful right now. Yeah, I... and it would suck like to take anybody from one to the other unless it's in the women's division. I think you could do a lot of shuffling in that and have a good time. Yeah. Um, I just don't, Owens and Zayn have not had the importance, I think, mostly because Sami Zayn is the weirdest heel of all time. Mm -hmm. he, 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 he's, no, he's great at it because he's like, I'm going to do everything the same. I'm just going to be kind of a dick. So he was annoying before. Yeah, which is the way it should be, Mojo. Which is, <laughs> that's the way it should be, damn it. Mm -hmm. But they are. Re I, I feel like they're. I feel like they're moving towards like maybe a double turn. Because today they were just giving a promo, and then Randy Orton RKO'd Kevin Owens out of nowhere, and then Shane came out and yeah. be like, "Yeah, you're facing that guy." And I'm just like, "I feel is Vince McMahon here? Am I watching like a '90s Raw? That feels exactly like what would happen. Except replace yeah. Randy Orton with Triple H, and replace Shane with Vince." And like just replace Kevin and, and Sammy with two normal like two two baby faces at the time, and that's that's a normal raw. That's like a ninth that's like a that's like an early two thousands raw. Yeah, but that would have got, you know, Triple H cheered, so that's why they're like, now he's gonna be the baby face because what heels used to do got them cheered, and so now we have the baby faces do it, despite the fact that it makes no sense in storytelling. They're just like, it blends, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> It's what the people want, Jamie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I still think that mentality may be some of the worst shit to come out of wrestling is the mentality that it's just like, it's okay for them to be a bad guy because they're a good guy. No, that's wrong, Vince. But it buys t-shirts, damn it. Yeah, well, that's, that's why so many, that's why nobody wants to be like a heel heel because they're like, oh, if I can be a cool heel, I can sell merch and be a heel. That's why. Exactly. Um, I don't know if uh, that's what Sasha Banks was saying earlier today on uh, Stone Cold's podcast. Yeah. Uh, he interviewed her, and she's like, "It's so much more fun to be the heel that just kicks ass and it's like gets people to chant Sasha's Ratchet." No, she's not. Yeah. That. Th like fuck. Like that's the thing. That was one of my favorite things reading about old school like heel mentality. They were just like a good heel in like the eighties was a guy, like a fat dude with a pedophile mustache cuz then it's just like yeah everyone's going to hate that dude he looks weird he's goofy like that's the best way to do it but then NWO DX all that happened and it's like now it's cool to be a bad guy and now they sell all the merch I have a great idea for a heel gimmick okay we're going to call him the judge except he's been removed from his position as a judge he is um, a pedophile as well, and he's also running for United States Senate. Are you just telling hey people in Alabama, go get out and vote? 
Hey, all you Alabamians out there, listen to this podcast. Vote. If you put a pedophile in office, I'll go back to Florida. I don't want to have to do that, but I will leave this horrid state if you vote a pedophile into office. I'll pull a I'll pull a Seth Rollins on this whole state, and I'll just burn it burn down it at that up. point. Come on, people. I'll put a bullet in this bitch, During Ro- the state, Roy, not the Roy, person. Roy I'm not Roy threatening Moore's to like kill anyone. Induction ceremony or whatever. I don't know if that's what it's called when you win Senate <laughs> spot. But like, they're just like Roy Moore. Do you want to be on the Senate? And he's like, Fuck yeah, dude. Then you're and then out comes Blake with a steel chair and. And the whole Senate floor chants along, burn it down, as that part of the song hits. And you're like, wow, the Senate's fucking popping, hell yeah. The Senate's really over. Well, that's the thing, though. It's going to be just like a smark mark crowd. Like, half of them's going to love me, half of them's going to hate me. I'm going to get the Roman treatment. I'll get the Cena treatment. Let's go, Blake. Blake sucks. Let's go, Blake. Blake sucks. The only thing is, like, uh, is there a difference in the way that Republicans and liberals sound? Because that would be the way that you would tell the difference. Like, in the Cena one, you could always tell the men were chanting, uh, Cena sucks, and then the females were chanting, Mm -hmm. let's go Cena. I don't know if there's a difference in Democratic and, uh, uh, probably. Democrats would probably have more women. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're, this is a wrestling podcast. Yes, this is a wrestling podcast in which we've discussed acting theory and sentence. Yeah, so uh, so we're just going to cut that. <laughs> yep. We were actually having a surprisingly nice conversation up until that point. I'm sorry I derailed us so hard. <laughs> it's the vape. The vape has cursed you, Blake Tanner. The vape has taken you down. I'm actually like... I am... My hair has gotten so long to the point where I'm pulling it out when I'm nervous and anxious, and that's just been all today. Blake, hold on. The vape has turned you into mankind? You're just, like, sitting in a corner with a leather mask on, just like, I just need those homes. I went to Mr. McMahon, and I said, give me those sick cotton clouds. And he said, no. (laughs) I had to go down, go down to places that I haven't been in a long time. I went down to Sesame Street, you know? <laughs> Let me tell you something, JR. You know, all those kids were around me on the playground. I found a bottle of vape juice in the dirt. You know what I did? I vaped it. I vaped it in front of all of them. I never knew if I just get that attention, they'd love me. And that's when I started vaping. The number for today is 1.7, and that's the resistance for my coils. <laughs> and today's letter is V for vapage. <gasps> Who is this Sesame Street mankind vape monster we've come up with? I don't know. I don't know, but I don't want to be a part of this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave well, now. Guys, if- Hey guys, if you want to support Blake Tanner's vape habits, and uh, then just go over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick up a Blake Tanner shirt in the Fight Boys section. That's where we got all your official merchandise for the Fight Boys, and of course for the JWF. We got shirts for the Dylan, shirts for Blake, shirts for me, and shirts for all your favorites. We do still have a VWO shirt that I probably should take down soon. So next week, this week is the only week you can get a VWO shirt. After that, they will be gone, I guess. Anyways... 
So um, <laughs> they will be gone. Maybe I guess perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so I got an interesting message from my mom, and I'm gonna save the message until after I deliver a little bit of news about total nonstop action wrestling, which is uh-huh. apparently Scott Demore, who we all know, he's backstage dude. He's been promoted to something. Uh, he, he is. God, he's, I'm such a good news. He's person. capable of doing a Canadian destroyer. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's see. Scott Demore is. Uh, he he ran now... Team Canada. He was a former jobber in WCW. He helped a lot in the early days of TNA. Had the Team Canada. Brought in Eric Young. Brought in Bobby Roode. Brought in a lot of those guys that helped build notoriety. Uh, he runs his own promotion in Canada. They uh, he worked a lot with Jeff Jarrett. Followed Jeff whenever he was doing the Global Force stuff. Whenever he came back, started working for the company again. Now him and Don Callis who's been doing stuff over in New Japan as a commentator, are the vice presidents of the company, which they're hoping will build a better uh, connection to the Canadian wrestling scene so that they can grow the company out of the cesspool they have become. Hold on. Can I just say my favorite thing about this Get podcast? Get fucking wrecked, newsboy, Scott. My favorite thing about this podcast is on one end, you have me and Blake just yelling back and forth, Get the sick cotton! On the other end, you have Dylan who's just like, Let me just tell you this entire news story. Fuck all of you. <laughs> so, I've never pretended to be anything more than what I am. <laughs> you're the John Lennon of this podcast, and you're just like, nah, <laughs> I am who I am. Dun, 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 um, dun, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, the cut to okay, so Scott Demore's been announced as part of the TNA team. He was announced as part of the TNA team months and months ago. He's he was announced today as the vice president. They were getting rid of Dutch Mantel. Damn it, Dylan! I okay. <laughs> Fucking, let me get to my part. So my dad was driving down the road. Uh, my mom and him went on uh, a nice little trip up to Tennessee for their, uh, an- no, for my mom's birthday. And so my dad was driving and he got a text on his phone from Charles Stevenson, also known as Freight Train of $5 Wrestling fame, which... <laughs> So my dad looks down and he's just randomly got a message waiting from freight train and he's just like, hey, my dad's like, uh, hey, freight train, what's up? He goes, not much. Do you work for TNA? (laughs) (laughs) And my dad is sitting there going, no, I what? I no, I don't work for TNA. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you, I did thought you got a promotion. And my dad, then everything clicked. My dad, whose name is Scott Moore, was just mistaken for Scott Demore by Freight Train, who was just like, hey, could you maybe get me a job in the total nonstop actions? And then I cried. Because holy shit, that was amazing. Can we, like, start a petition to get Freight Train employed by Impact Wrestling? They already have Grado, they don't need him. My dad works there. (laughs) My my dad works at TNA Wrestling, I know this. We could totally get him a job. (laughs) Really? Because by that logic, you should have known your dad's been working for the company for over six months. Yeah. No, he's real. He's a secretive, quiet man, and so he's not a. He only just got a fucking Instagram. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, my dad apparently works for Impact Wrestling. But speaking of people who might not be working for Impact anymore, apparently Alberto might be leaving soon. Again? And Wonderful. Is so, it because is it because he botched that like foot stomp onto onto like the ring steps move so badly that he just decided to retire in shame? Well, well, firstly, it's now official him and Paige are through, which make me very uh, happy. And that's why Paige is on TV now. They were like, "Oh, good, this this entire thing is over. We can start using her again." Yeah, and so uh, after that, he would. I don't know where he did this interview, but he was like. Personally, I'm back to where my life was before with zero drama, zero nothing. I've been saying this from the beginning. Look at my life before this past year. It's how it is right now. Just about work and family. I'm a family man. You sure? I'm a, I'm you a... mean the family that you left? <laughs> to, to, have, to, to have sex with a goth-looking British chick and do coke and get arrested twice and two separate countries and have your restaurant shut down and get blacklisted from a couple places and no show a bunch of tour dates and yeah a lot of those were not caused by her by being a family man (laughs) um (laughs) now i'm back to where i was and i'm going to continue to do it working hard and making my family which is slowly dwindling in size happy and making the wrestling fans in my company impact wrestling happy until I decide to quit or leave the business one day. I just love that, like, John Cena, he's like, WWE until I die. I will always work for this company. Alberto's just like, I'm gonna probably leave one day. But for now, you know, I'm down with it. Hey, guys, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Go. I'm uh, I'm really down Great. with uh for uh, JWF until I quit. Yeah, I'm really into this whole thing Again. until I'm not. So I hope you're I hope you're fine with that. Um, if it, not, I have some bad news. <laughs> also, this one this miffed me, and I don't know why. This was when he was talking about him and her breaking up. She wants the best for me. I want the best for her. I know she's I don't going believe to that be... second part is true. <laughs> no. I know she's going to be the most successful diva in history. Well, now you've already messed yeah, that I know. up. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's just because she's like, I put an end to the word diva in WWE. And he's like, she's such a good diva. Well, that's probably more of a, that might even be more of a tongue-in-cheek. Uh, snap, burn, get, attack. Yeah, maybe. Also, apparently he Uh, is trying to get back to being a family man because he was just like, well, she's in Orlando. Me and my three children are in San Antonio, and so I had to choose between my children or the British woman who got me suspended from my company after uh, some shit went down in the airport that I still pretend didn't happen. Yeah, you you yeah, you know the three children with my ex-wife that hates my fucking guts. Well, yeah, okay. Now look, ex-wives are a thing. I'm not going to just be like, "Hey, that's going to affect the way the children perceive him." The one that actually warned Paige not to deal with Alberto because he would fuck her life up. I do love the fact that he like the woman 
the woman he cheated on his wife with, she was still had the foresight to be like, look, I don't like you, but I do want to warn you that this dude is a fucking dick. Also, apparently, I'm Al Pacino. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alberto Del Rio okay. married Al Pacino, okay. guys. It's listen, thing. listen, Scott. I need you to just stop doing accents because I feel like we're gonna get like some uh, like really like offended tweet from somebody being like like Scotty Moore is a racist. Well, no. <laughs> Firstly, it's already been established JWF canon that my Alberto Del Rio voice is in fact Watto from Episode One of Star Wars. And everything else, I don't know where it comes from. It just shoots out of my mouth. Although, let's be honest, we're probably going to get a tweet from someone in Canada first, just like, the fuck is this Canada Charlie bullshit? Eh? What are you, what are you talking about, hoser? What are you yeah, talking hoser. about there, yeah, hoser? Oh, man. So, um... So I, lo Christian I love Canadians. I watched Goon. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, speaking of Canadians, Chris Jericho got real, like, not Jericho. Uh, it's not something I expect to come out of the mouth of Chris Jericho. Because, like, Jericho's a very respectful performer, and everyone who ever steps in a ring, he's like, I have respect for that dude. That dude's awesome. But I like, he was talking about, uh, he auditioned for Glow. Like, a bunch of people auditioned for Glow, and so he auditioned for, uh, Steel Horse, which apparently went to Alex Riley. He goes, yeah. He goes, I set up my little phone in the dressing room in Edmonton, Canada after a show in a room by myself and I auditioned Steel Horse and I didn't get it. And not only did I not get it, but Alex Riley got it. He's about a one on the scale of pro wrestling notoriety. <laughs> Holy to which, shit. To which Alex Riley res responded, say it to my face. <laughs> 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 Riley's just like you're just jealous I have better entrance music that's all you have Alex <laughs> that's it oh oh damn you're one of the five wrestlers who got blessed with downstate theme music but other than that oh uh, uh, I will it's a I can I will say this one thing about Jericho it it's very easy it seems to like make him mad well yeah in some ways like he gets real miffed off at like some things that most people wouldn't even perceive as slights and it's like i i don't know i think i think that's just a weird aspect of his personality that you don't really see a lot but when you do see it it's just so out there for jericho that it kind of takes you i feel like it comes out more second. when drunkaco happens as opposed to jericho <laughs> I feel like after a couple shots in, he's like, fuck Alex Riley. That piece of shit, he took my role. Uh, but apparently he went, uh, Guerrero, he was doing it with Chavo Guerrero on his podcast. And Chavo was talking about it and he goes, yeah, uh, I was telling him all how good of an actor you were. Miz auditioned. I told him how good Miz was. Then Alex came out in a bathrobe in character, in costume. And they were like, that's our dude. I just want to know, uh, did Alex even tell them he was a wrestler? <laughs> listen, listen, the point is, he didn't have to. No, he did not have mm. to. Although, that do he finally got his win over The Miz, I guess, after so many years. He got that victory back. Wasn't I reading... 
Was it Alex Riley's mother that passed away recently? No, that's Kyle O'Reilly's. Oh, Kyle O'Reilly. It was another Riley. Never mind. Kylo Ren's mother passed away. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's mother passed away. But at least, uh... Um, Oh, wait. Oh, no, that's actually true. Damn it! It is true, yeah. All right, well, just... Hey, this is a good segue, though. Uh, Did you see that fun little news story um, about Carrie Fisher had a display of, like, old curios and shit, and there was a box of bootios on it? Oh, that's right, I did read about that, that Carrie Fisher just had bootios chilling in her house, and I'm like, okay, that's... That's all you could hope for in life, really. Yep, I, I, I would, I'm willing to bet, like, 20 bucks that she had no idea where they came from. She just loved that fucking shit. You know, I mean, Carrie might have been into, I don't know. Now, here's my question. Was it the cereal, or was it the novelty box that you got the shirt in? Because if it was that, that means Carrie Fisher owned a Bootio shirt, which is even better. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm I'm positive she just saw a fucking box of bootios at Aldi and was like, yes. What Aldi? What Aldi do you go to that has bootios? I'm pretty sure that's where they sold them for a limited time. Do you mean FYE? Because that's where they sold it. Was it FYE? Yes, I FYE, it was Aldi. not Aldi, the, the cheap grocery store. <laughs> Where I bought sad people Oreos for a year. Yeah, b- exactly. All these is the Kmart of food places. And so, uh, uh, speaking of sad people, RVD. I feel bad for RVD. I've never, like, like, so I- I've never cared that much about RVD, but apparently he's getting a divorce, so there's already one on the sadness meter. But apparently his ex-wife is demanding a lot of money because, you know, he's a former WWE champion and should have some cash in the bag, as it were. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently he the reason why he is fighting it is he says he can no longer make good income in the wrestling business. He claims to have suffered a concussion that caused visual impairment and has disqualified me from working for the WWE. Uh, he's noted that WWE is not renewing his merchandise contract. He said that because of injuries and not being able to work, he has aged out of the business while she is still capable of earning her own income. This is the saddest shit. This is some The Wrestler shit right here. Like, that's fucked up. This is like if Randy the Ram Robinson was just like, hey, I just got to open up about this, guys. The end of the movie, I did, in fact, have a heart attack and die. But I won that match, goddammit. I am the Ram. And all I can think is, like, what can RVD... Because, like, there are people like uh, Jimmy Jacobs. Jimmy Jacobs could be a writer when he's retired. Uh, he has been. He can be again. Uh, like, Arn Anderson is a good backstage guy to have on hand. JR still works backstage for stuff and as a commentator. Like, what can RVD do... Other than go to the performance center and hold weekly yoga sessions with the, with the pe- members of the PC, like I don't know. Actually, he would be a good he would be a good PT for that place. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I was thinking. Because because like RVD be still, trainer. despite his age and the fact that he has smoked weed for literally th- since maybe he was born, uh, still looks <laughs> to be in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Like, I'm pretty sure that if it weren't for that, like, concussion, they would have kept him on for, you know, they would have brought him back to do something. He's a good part-time but, hand, 100% mm-hmm. more than anything else. I just, I had this Lilo and Stitch moment where I'm just like, everyone deserves their place, and we'll find him his special place to live in. So I'm like, RVD, where are we going to put him? Where he won't get fired for being really high on weed all the time. Uh, the performance in a mm-hmm. great place for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love the um, moment they're just like, RVD, you've been hit with a, uh, you're going to get a drug test. And he just looks at them like, you know, I'm going to fail. <laughs> like, there's not, I mean, like, you can give it to me or you can just accept right now that, nah, you're going to get some shit coming back. <laughs> shit that's probably, that sh- is actually legal in some states. So it's fine. Yeah. At one point, it's probably just going to be where everybody's joking with him. is like, hey, you ready for that drug test, Robbie? Mm. And he looks, oh, you. No, no, no. At which point, he then runs towards the door and, like, Johnny Mundo parkours over stuff. <laughs> only to, like, run <laughs> out the door. <laughs> I did it. I'm free. Mm. I did it for the rock. I did it for the people. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves an RVD-shaped hole through yeah, the wall exactly. and you just see a dust cloud in the distance. <laughs> uh, mm. I need RVD to teach yoga at the Performance Center and call it the whole fucking yoga. The whole fucking yoga. The uh, WFY. Oh, man. And you know what? He needs all the support he can get. And you know who else needs all the support they can get, ladies and gentlemen? Us over here at the Fight Boys Podcast, and if you'd like to support us, you can monetarily over at patreon.com slash fightboys, the only website where you can give a nice monthly donation to these Fight Boys right here and help us produce these shows, help us produce the JWF pay-per-views, and of course we do have perks over there for you all relating to that amazing Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization, the JWF, for just $1 donation a month, ladies and gentlemen, you will be brought in as a JWF jobber. We will bring you in, put you in matches, and promptly job you out, but your name will be said. We will give you a character and all that, but if you donate $5 or more, like Scott Moore, like Guy Fieri, like all the greats, you'll be a JWF mid-carder. We will throw you into the mid-card. You'll have storylines. <laughs> you may even wait, have pay-per-view wait. matches. Wait, wait, hold, hold back up. You you do realize the way you say it is said that made it sound like Guy Fieri supported this podcast, which your, your own father doesn't support this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, if you'd like uh. to be a JWF champion, ladies and gentlemen, you can by donating $30. $30 over at patreon.com slash fightboys. Make sure to donate. Make sure to help us out, which means, boys, it's now time. It's time. For that amazing, fantastic, the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world. <clears throat> that was a good burp. Oh, God, that was creepy. I burped. My dog started barking like a maniac. The entire world around me just flipped upside down because it's time for the JWF, ladies and gentlemen. And, boys, it's been a hell of a week in JWF headquarters. I mean... I guess we should talk about last week's JWF War, where it went off the air, and our owner, our the general manager of JWF, Captain Tibbs, he was attacked violently by the VWO. His neck was nearly broken. He was left bloodied, bruised. His ribs were broken, and we're left without a commander in charge. I mean, how did you guys react to seeing this? He's dead. Oh my god, well, a grim a grim idea from Blake Tanner right there. 
Uh, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry, I'm working through some stuff right now. I mean, I mean, I already, I already commissioned a couple of punks in the alley to start uh, making the spray paint mural on the side of the building. Um, can't guarantee that it won't just feature uh, Tibbs with an open mouth and then a dick next to it. Oh, okay. I was like, is it bad I just had one on? brief moment of like, oh, that's actually the kindest thing that Dylan's ever done in. Oh, no, there's a dick. That's <laughs> a big old dick. Um, so, of course, he was unfortunately taken out, which, according to the bylaws of JWF, set down by our ancestors, that means his next of kin. Set, what? Wait. set down by Morgan and Bartholomew. Captain Morgan and Bartholomew. Bartholomew, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Captain Tibbs has been around so long that they didn't have paper back when his forefathers existed. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, unfortunately, his next of kin must take the reins. And as we knew, uh, announced a very long time ago, Captain Tibbs does have a son, an illegitimate son that was formed during a tour, a uh, misaligned tour of Canada one time. But he has come back to the company, and he is now known as Canada Charlie, a man who has been considered a joke almost in JWF company history. But now he's the man in almost? charge. <laughs> oh, you really? Oh, I feel like you're being did, did we... really generous with that almost. <laughs> I used him as a meat shield for oh. three weeks. I really doubt you were going to, like, come on. Well, I mean, it's, it is shocking to see him now in charge. And I think... Did we also ever decide if Charlie was Tibbs's like progeny? I mean, we never had a test for that. Well, we can't Tibbs now. Tibbs just said it in like dead. one of his drunken so... rambles. Yep. We can't have the tests now. <laughs> Captain Tibbs is in the hospital. I mean, I don't. Th I think Charlie's legitimacy of childhood is not the number one thing on his mind right now. But I'm. I know, but this, if so, this is like some Game of Thrones level takeover shit that we're working with. Yeah, and y'all thought JWF was stupid. <laughs> But I got some J.R.R. Martin shit working on you right now. J.R. Some J.R. Martin. By God, that's a penis. And so, ladies and gentlemen, Captain Tibbs's child, Charlie, Canada Charlie, is in the ring right now, and he looks excited to welcome in this new era, the Canada era. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, loonies, toonies, canucks, and hosers, welcome to the new era of JWF War now. It's going to be a great grand era, I'm telling you something. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be Canadian. Now, I do regret to inform you that my father, Captain Tibbs, uh, due to that horrifying attack last week by the VWO, has been horrendously injured and will be out indefinitely. So instead of him, his uh, his next of kin is supposed to be the guy that takes his place. And, and well, that's me. So uh, <clears throat> let me tell you. I'm not just gonna be some guy that comes in. I'm not gonna be a lame duck. I'm not gonna do nothing and just wait for Captain Tibbs to come back. Oh, no, no, no. I'm gonna make a bunch of changes around here. I'm gonna make this show better for me and better for you. Better for you. <clears throat> because, you know, Canada Charlie, well, he knows what you people want. He knows what you see out there, and he knows what you see in him. Canada Charlie knows that you think that I'm not just some moose-loving maple syrup drinking no goodness. No, 
I'm here to prove anybody who thinks that wrong. I'm here to earn your respect and to give you nothing but respect in return. So, uh, <clears throat> my first decree as JWF general manager is uh, <clears throat> to announce that the next number one contender to the JWF World Heavyweight Championship title is me. That's right, old candidate Charlie, he's gonna win that title for all of you boys and girls out there. And everybody out there who's ever thought that I was a loser, I was a joke, I'm gonna prove you all wrong when I take that title from Blake Tanner and I wear... Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think somebody, somebody's coming out who is not happy about finding out that he is no longer number one contender. He is the man who is still rightfully owed a JWF title rematch after losing it so many months ago. It is the Dylan. And it looks like he is not happy with with uh, Canada Charlie. God damn it. Knew, knew, I knew this would happen. I knew whenever something good tries to happen around here, somehow, I don't know if it's the mojo of the Alabama swamp, I don't know if it's like the, the fucking sarin gas or something. Everything here just has to go completely to shit. We finally get rid of the senile old man who wrestles bears for fun, and we get King Canada. Oh, Jesus, goddamn Christ! How are you even still alive? I could have sworn somebody killed you off two months ago. Now you're the GM. Really, you're the GM. That's 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 fantastic. Are we just gonna are we just gonna make an actual duck president? Like, just forget a lame duck. Are we just gonna, an actual duck? I'll put the little Canuck hat on him if it makes you feel better to get some representation for you and your people. I'm gonna put that in air quotes. You guys barely qualify. Oh my God. And now you're just like your father. I'm gonna put that in air quotes too. Wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you look exactly like that old fucking senile son of a bitch under there. You're just gonna ignore my title shot too. Okay. Okay. Well, we're uh, we're gonna have to work through. So you're you're talking about how you're his next of kin. You better notify your next of kin. But I I swear to your Canadian God, when I get to that ring, you are going to die. Okay, now hold on a second, Buckaroo. Keep your toque on, okay? <clears throat> you aren't losing anything, Dylan. In fact, and much like I'm gonna prove myself, li listen, let me give you a chance to prove yourself because I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a number one contendership match at the Barcade pay-per-view. How's that sound? And the winner, the winner will get to go on to face me for my new JWF title, don't you know? <clears throat> and, uh, all right, that match, that match is gonna take place against my newest signee. <clears throat> so, you see, what happened was, after Los Trios Tangos, I found this guy on the roadside lost and alone. He got left behind by his brothers and I've taken him in, given him a new name and a new identity, but he's still the same monster that you all love. So Dylan, meet your opponent. I like to call him the Lumberjack. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, that is not the music of a lumberjack. That is the music of a monster among men. That is Braun Strowman, and he has completely run over Dylan. 
sending Dylan into the ground. I, I don't think we've ever seen Dylan manhandled like this. Picking, Braun picks Dylan up over his shoulder, slamming him spine first into the ring apron, that hard metal bar on the outside of the ring, tossing him like a rag doll into the metal barricade around our ring area. I, I don't think, I don't think we've ever seen Dylan treated this way before. I mean, Dylan is a monster in his own right, but Braun's treating him like a child during this. Braun picks him up one more time, hits a big running power slam. Oh, breaking apart the barricade, sending Dylan to the outside. Ladies and gentlemen, I think Canada Charlie, I don't think Canada Charlie knows what he's done. He has just unleashed a beast on the JWF, and I'm, I'm terrified. What do you guys think? I wonder what's wait hold on a second look there's a there's a giant Canadian flag that's lowering down above the audience and look Charlie is saluting that flag and it looks like bronze joint I don't even think bronze Canadian but I'm pretty yeah, I sure guess... he's from Carolina this is does he actually know what that flag is I, I think he might think that's just the flag for maple syrup I'll tell you guys I don't think that's wrong <laughs> anymore <laughs> And it looks like they're now praying to their Canadian god in the ring. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, apparently we've got a new number one contender, and we have a new signee in the form of Braun Strowman, and who is now being called the Lumberjack, so we don't get sued. And I don't... Guys, this is going to be... Uh, I think this is going to be a heavy task for the Dylan. I mean, we've said it before. Dylan has been put up against some stuff in the past, but this... This may be too much for him. Possibly, you know, uh, Braun Strowman, this big guy. He's a uh, he's a big guy. He's pretty big yeah. at being a guy. Some people looking, call him a he's monster. Looking, he's looking real jacked. <laughs> yep, he's looking very country strong. And speaking of men who are looking strong, ladies and gentlemen, a man who's been looking strong for months now is your Jay. You fucking said, hold on. Before we transition, you said speaking of a big guy, and I thought we were going to get a talking back segment in the middle of JWF. <laughs> and I was oh about to. Oh my god! Oh, thank you for giving me that gift for the future, Blake Danner. I well, want see, you to know if you cash know. in that gift, I'm closing this call for realsies. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, Blake Tanner, our JWF champion, I mean. He's got to be confused backstage. I mean, last week, Dylan said he was coming after him. This week, Canada Charlie's coming after him. I mean, they say when you become champion, a target gets put on your back, and a lot of people are aiming for Blake Tanner right now. Well, fortunately for him, the guy shooting at him right now is Canadian. I don't think they know how to use guns. <laughs> and uh, one of no. our top interviewers, Honeypot, is backstage with Blake Tanner right now, and I think he's got a few questions for him. Let's have a listen. Greetings, everyone. Uh, it is I, Honeypots Nick. It ain't easy being cheesy here. And uh, I am standing next to the JWF champ himself, Blake Tanner. Now, Blake, last week, it seemed like the Dylan had put a target on your back, calling you out for your title. But now it seems that you have a completely different challenge awaiting you in the wings in the form of Canada Charlie. Well... How does this affect your training heading into the Barcade pay-per-view? Well, Honeypots, unfortunately it seems that absolute power has corrupted Canada Charlie absolutely. Take all of about 12 minutes. Good job, Charlie. <clears throat> 
he's gone completely mad with power. He's brought in Braun Strowman, dressed him up in plaid, which I am going to file a copyright infringement claim about, um, and has declared himself worthy of facing me for my title. Uh, all right, I get where he's coming from. I understand that he's frustrated for not being able to get that win to get himself propelled up to the JWF title scene or to not just be humiliated every week. I understand. He's had a tough go of it in the JWF and he wants he wants to feel like that he wants to feel successful. He wants to feel proud of what he's done. Uh, but Charlie there's a big difference between us. Um when I lost a match, it was because of some type of bullshit interference or maybe even an undeserved beatdown of any manner of garbage like that, probably at the hands of the same three men who we just sent packing a couple weeks ago. So, Charlie, <clears throat> when he loses matches, it's because he sucks and he shouldn't be in that wrestling ring. I mean, I hate, I really, really hate to break it to you, Charlie. I know you're Captain Tibbs' son and all, and I know that he wants to be proud of you, but you think that the only way you get a title shot against me is he had to give it to himself. <laughs> He's trying to take control of the JWF and put himself in this position, prove that he is the man, <laughs> but he's going to fail because he sucks. And at the Barcade pay-per-view, I'm gonna prove to him that the JWF isn't made by the men booking it backstage. It's made by the people in the ring and the people in the audience. And it's made by the best damn man on the planet with this gold around his waist, and that's me, the B, Blake Tanner. Thanks, Honeypot. Have a good one. All right, back to you in the studio, boys. Ooh, strong words from Blake Tanner. I think he might. Wait, wait, but wait, I do wait, think wait. He wait. Might be this, this cardboard box surrounding us is a studio. <laughs> I thought yeah. they just forgot to move this a couple weeks ago because we because Tibbs fired everybody to make room for that golden shark tank yet in the back. Yeah, but yeah. uh, well, they're gonna use the shark. They're gonna use the the tank. They're gonna lift it above the ring, and they're gonna have like a shark in it above the ring, and they're gonna have a match while a shark is above. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. It's like a shark cage match, except it's a lot more dangerous. Except not really. Like when they release the shark, it just kind of flops around on the ground. It doesn't. It can't move through land. But uh, I got to say, I think Blake Tanner may be taking his new challenger a little bit lightly. I think Canada Charlie, he's got a new he's got a new attitude. He's got new verve. And of course, he does have Braun Strowman at his side, a man who at any second Canada Charlie could snap his fingers and Braun could snap Blake's spine. And I'll tell you something that's not going to help Blake Tanner going into the barcade pay-per-view. So I think Blake might need to ease back a little bit. What do you guys think? Hell to the no. Canada Charlie has come in, and he's just, he's the heir apparent, placed himself on his throne of Captain Tibbs that he did not wrongful, that he did not rightfully deserve. And I'll have to say that, like, Canada Charlie, he needs a swift kick in the rear end 
to show him just where he really sits. That's right. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for our main event of the evening, a match made by Captain Tibbs last week, wherein it is going to determine the new number one contenders to the JWF Tag Team Championships. Of course, this is a match that started back at the Los Trios Tangos pay-per-view when Team JWF took on Team WWE. And unfortunately, it appears as though Team JWF had someone in their midst, a betrayer in their midst, a uh, Benedict uh, uh, Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch, as it were. And so uh, it looked like Connor of the Ascension actually broke away from the JWF to join his brother in the Ascension, Victor, and a massive beatdown of the JWF. But it looked like their alliance wasn't with the WWE either. It wasn't with the WWE, the JWF. It was an alliance born with each other. And last week, they made it known that they were coming after the tag team titles of I2I, the newly formed tag team of Scotty Moore and his father, Scott DeMore of TNA Impact Wrestling. Um, but of course, they have to earn that shot by facing Well, off you're not Canadian. The... Yeah, we're all Canadians here. We're all Canadians today. Um, but of we course they have to earn that match by fighting against the very people they betrayed Brunch boy Baron Corbin and Guy Fieri in an absolutely amazing match that's about to start right now But it looks like the champs are gonna join us at ringside for commentary Joined by Scotty Moore and Scott Moore. Scotty Moore. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely fantastic Scotty. Thank you Scotty And it looks like the match is starting off. <laughs> Did you just talk to a sock puppet? <laughs> <laughs> yes Tiny sock puppet. And it looks like the match is actually starting off strong with Connor and Guy Fieri going out, raining fists down on each other. It looks like the tension that was built up during Los Trios Tangos is being let out as these two begin in some absolutely explosive opening moments. But it looks like Connor's managing to get the upper hand, bouncing off the ropes, hitting a huge leaping clothesline, putting Guy Fieri on his back. Let me tell you something. In the early goings of a match against a big man like this, I mean, how important is it? you take away the base of a big man in a match uh i man it's super important like as long as you can get them off balance on balance off balance you take them down uh i do have a question scotty um who do you think you would rather f who who would do you think is would rather face um for the championship goal oh are you speaking to tag team champion scotty Moore? let me uh, ask him scotty who would you like well scotty let me tell you something. Uh, I, I've been in the ring with the majority of these men. Uh, Connor, as I've said before, Connor is. I brought him into this company, and the fact that he has betrayed the company for for his former brother. I mean, that's that's something I cannot abide. And uh, let me tell you something. If I have to end up fighting him, I will. But my emotion may get the best of me. He will probably end up getting an SMG at the end of that match. A little bit of destruction. Whereas I feel like if I had to take on the Brunch Boys, it would be a completely different match. A lot more technical, a lot more respect between the two of us. I don't know where that would come from. But, oh, looks like Guy was trying to crawl crawl towards Brunch Boy. But Connors actually grabbed him, dragging him back to his own corner. Cutting off the ring, as is very important to do in a tag match like this. And it looks like Victor's been tagged in, crawling on top of Connors' shoulders. Oh my god, Victor is nearly 10 foot in the air. Jumping down onto Fieri with a huge double stomp. Nearly crushing Fieri's ribs. That cannot feel good. Victor going for a quick pin, but Fieri kicks out it too. It looks like Victor's trying to pull Fieri back to his feet, but oh my god! Fieri has picked up Victor, trying to hit him with the food fight. That F5 variation that took down Brock Lesnar at the Los Trios Tangos 
pay-per-view, but Victor looks like he's wiggling way, his way to freedom, rolling to the outside of the ring. And Fieri's actually laughing, tagging in his partner, brunch boy Baron Corbin, as Connor's checking on his tag partner. And then, oh, a big dive jumping over the ropes. The big man, brunch boy, taking out the rat sension. Let me tell you something. I mean, brunch boy Baron Corbin, an absolutely amazing athlete, ladies and gentlemen, getting to see th this big man perform these giant leaping moves. It's amazing. Reminiscent almost of the undertaker of the WWE. What do you guys think about that? Oh, really, really interesting stuff going on, Scotty. <laughs> uh, this match is nowhere near as interesting as watching you talk to that sock puppet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and it uh, looks like he's rolling Victor into the ring, tagging in Fietti, picking up Victor, going for that big powerbomb clothesline combination known as the Brunch Time Device. Fietti going for the pin, but right before that three count can happen, Connor comes in and breaks it up for a three count, and Connor goes back to his corner before Shibby counts him out. As Fietti hits a big right hand, knocking Victor out. Ladies and gentlemen, this may be the end of the match. I mean, Connor is still there, but Connor can only do so much if his tag team partner is unconscious. It looks like, uh oh. Victor's getting put upon Guy Fietti's shoulders, about to go for a big food fight. But Victor, oh, thinking quickly, reaches out, and Connor gets a quick tag. But oh my God, Fietti doesn't notice. Fietti doesn't notice that Connor's been tagged in. Tossing Victor into the air, trying to hit the F5, only to be caught onto the shoulders of Connor. Connor has saved Victor by catching him in midair before he could be hit with that big food, fi food fight finisher. Oh, dip. It looks like Connor's actually using Victor's unconscious body as a weapon, using his legs to take out Fietti, picking him up on one shoulder, using him like a battering ram, battering Brunch Boy off of the apron. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an amazing tag team action work. They turn around as Fietti climbs to his feet and Connor quickly tosses Victor like a spear into the ribs of Fietti, sending him onto the ground as Connor runs to the ropes, hits a big rat salt soaring across the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, that has to be it. Goes for the pin. One, two, three. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we have new number one contenders in the form of the rat sension. I mean, this is absolutely shocking. Shocking to see. What do you guys think about it? Um, you know, they did say that after um, after they were written off of SmackDown last week uh, via horrible gas attack, we'd never see Connor and Victor in the ring again. But it seems to have just given them like superpowers to the power to actually win a match. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. But oh, looks like Scotty Moore and Scott Moore eye to eye. They have left the commentary booth and have gotten the ring, holding their titles high, staring down these new number one contenders. And let me tell you something, like Scotty said, this match, this match is not going to be about respect. This match is not going to be the, uh, the respectful wrestling match that it would have been with the Brunch Boys. This is going to be for the JWF's respect, for the prestige of those titles. And I can't wait to see what happens between them. I can't wait to see what happens between Dylan and the Lumberjack next week. Of course, uh, Braun Strowman's new name. And then, of course, Canada Charlie. Who knows what's going to happen next in this, um, this horrible new Canadian development that's happened in the JWF. But in order to find out what's going to Oh, happen and you know what? It's going to be something great, my boys. That's right. I've taken over the broadcast. It's Canada Charlie time, and it's Canada Day every day because you're watching JWF Raw War Canada. Yeah, thank you, and good night, everybody. See you next week, same Canada time, same Canada place.
Well, guys, that, it's been a show. I guess that I guess Canada Charlie did my job for me there. Uh, so, what did you guys learn this week? Oh, dip. <sighs> what did you learn, Dylan? I, I'm pretty sure we might have to check Scotty into a mental institution for talking to himself. Nah, dog, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, yeah, like, good. if it was, um, like, like private, but, like, you, you did that in front of, like, a crowd, like... It's fine. <laughs> it's... Oh. Uh, well, I learned that it doesn't matter if you're a Canuck, a Hoser, a Looney, or a Toonie. Everybody is Canadian today. And, uh, I learned that my dad works for TNA Wrestling. I didn't know that before this. <laughs> Apparently he does. Uh, so Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Uh, Blake, where can they find you? Oh, yeah, I forgot to give an update on the can on the World Tag League. Damn it. Well, I, I want you yeah, guys to double. know the best friends have gotten over in Japan, and that is its own accomplishment. SexyChuckyT is getting chanted for by, uh, by, mm. by Japanese women. Yes. That makes me feel good. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at BlakeA10, or you can also find me at Twitter at... Bud Light fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> that's what that's the beverage I've been enjoying tonight, and just wanted to give you an update on that. All right, uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S E O T T Y E M O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Quezel Corp. Q U E Z A L C O R P. And also, in addition to that, there's going to be another new book starring me and Blake Tanner. Written by, what was the name we came up with? Our pseudonym, Bartleby Jones? Bartleby Jones. Yeah, Bartleby Jones. That's going to be coming out January 9th. So fucking set your calendars, bitches. Get ready. New book. Uh, make sure to check out this podcast and all the other amazing BS Network products over at a load of pure BS.com. Uh, make sure to, uh, if you're watch listening on iTunes, rate and subscribe us on there. If you're watching on YouTube, rate, comment, subscribe, leave everything you like down there. And then, of course, it is the giving season. We are donating uh, through Extra Life this year. And if you want to donate to our Extra Life cause, ju cause just go over to bit.ly slash BS versus cancer. We've got, what, $95, I think, $90.95, somewhere in there. And I want to get even more, guys. I want to make so much money for the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of pure BS.com. Step up to the merch table at merch merch.aloadofpurebs.com Find us on Facebook Donate to the Patreon Subscribe on YouTube And remember you can find all of us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show And remember ladies and gentlemen when you're a fight boy You're a fight boy For life <laughs>